internet and welcome to the 422nd episode of the Quarantine Cast, recorded on March 2nd, 2022. We're back! A little bit of a hiatus there, had some scheduling issues, but uh, you know what? It's not like we missed anything important. Um, Yeah, I think we picked the perfect time in world history to not do the podcast for over a week. I just think, you know, if there was a time to take a break and, you know, not miss out on anything at all, it was mm-hmm. it was this time. I mean, yeah, and that's why the topic I'm going to be opening with that we're going to be talking about for probably the majority of this episode is the fact that Andrew's favorite, Good Omens, just wrapped season two of filming. Yay! The... The show that literally no one expected to have a second season. Not not because it didn't do well. It did do well. And it was pretty good. Ah. But there was no room for any sort of follow-up left in the show. It was com- it was completely wrapped. Like, oh. There was just nothing left to do. Oh, Every no. single storyline had been tied up in a bow. And it definitely gave you the impression that, like, okay... It's all over. Mm-hmm. There's nothing more to happen. Like, it just, it was, I was very surprised when I saw I was going to get a second season. So, okay, that's, huh. So a little bit of trepidation going into this then. Like, what, what, what yeah. what's left? Like, we're, we're good. That was fine. We don't have to do another lap. Yeah, I mean, the kind of, it's the show that is just kind of like, mm-hmm aware of itself and and kind of joyful and interesting so like i'm not mad about getting more of it mm-hmm. and i'm i'm sure they will tell a story worth telling i'm not worried about it i'm just a little weirded out you know yeah no that's fair and um i'm glad that you have a feel good show coming up because things are weird and scary in the world right now more so mm-hmm. than usual yeah. Uh, because while we were on hiatus, Russia invaded the Ukraine and is still in the process of doing that. Um, this isn't, the tone of this podcast isn't going to be, I'm no expert on Russia, but because I'm seeing a lot of that online and anyone doing that, you, you are a maniac. <laughs> why, mm-hmm. why are you inserting yourself into that situation? But this is just us talking about something that is happening in the world as citizens of the world. Speak for yourself. I am a I am an expert <laughs> on this. Um, no, I'm not. I mean, I I do not. There are experts on this situation, mm-hmm. um, but the people making decisions are generals, politicians, and voters. Yeah, none of those people are the experts. There are experts on what's going on, but they're few and far between. Because a lot of people kind of thought this sort of thing wouldn't happen anymore. It's the idea that most people in power are like, history is over. The Soviet yeah. Union fell and the world is just going to be stable from here on out. Which is just <laughs> such a stupid thing to think as a human being. But uh, And also fucking racist or western centric on some level. Like yeah, the US just, and oh, Russia haven't been fighting. Our problems are done. No one else has problems. Like, right. And also, like, the U.S. and Russia have been fighting proxy wars in the Middle East pretty much since the Soviet Union fell. And, like, that's yeah. a different form of the conflict, but an extension of what was going on there. Um, and I do want to say, like, I, 
I do know some of the background of this because this was my degree. This is what yeah. I studied for four years. I am fairly familiar with Putin as a leader and, and his and his backstory and what he wants. I'm fairly familiar with the politics of the region. I'm fairly familiar with the organizations that are involved in this. So, like, I, I feel comfortable giving a explanation to people when they ask for it. But, yeah, obviously, like you said, I'm not an expert. I, yeah, um, I guess to start then, maybe we should talk about, like, the point you made of nobody, experts not really being totally confident in making predictions right now because nobody thought the situation would emerge. And it's kind of my understanding that this situation shouldn't be happening right now. The arguments that Putin, that Russian leaders are using to justify it don't have the most sound logic? No, they it doesn't it doesn't make a lot of sense. To understand what's happening right now, you have to understand like the last 30 years of history mm-hmm. in Russia and Ukraine and you have to understand Vladimir Putin as a person, which is difficult because I know we throw around the this leader's a madman. This guy is crazy. Kind of way too much. Yeah. Putin is acting irrationally. Like a lot of the time you can look at bad things that leaders do mm-hmm. and find the understanding of what they're doing. And the why of why Putin is doing this right now is because he wants to. And that's, that is it. Um, so high, very high level overview of what's going on right. right now. Ukraine was part of the Soviet Union for a very long time. Uh, mm-hmm. The Soviet Union split up in the early 90s. Ukraine suddenly became the world's third largest nuclear power uh, <laughs> because Russia had so many nukes in Ukraine. And they brokered a deal with the United States and Russia saying, okay, we will give up all of our nukes if we get some protections from Russia and the West saying that we're not going to be invaded one way or another. Um there was a series of kind of like pro-Russia, like basically puppet regimes in Ukraine for a long time because right. there was so much, you know, Soviet influence. And um, a lot of those people resided on the eastern part of the uh, country that borders mm-hmm. Russia. And, you know, as many states that are multi-ethnic kind of find out, they don't really always identify with each other. So right. in the Which last is... couple of years... Um, there's been some separatist movements in eastern Ukraine, people that want to be part of Russia. A lot of that is just Russia sending in people to Ukraine to fight and pretending mm-hmm. that they are Ukrainian resistance when they're actually just Russian soldiers. Right. Um, there was a revolution in 2014 where the pro-Russian president of Ukraine was ousted. And then they elected uh, Volodymyr Zelensky, who's the current president, and... Um, as an aside, I will never forgive Putin for a lot of the things that he's doing, uh, not the smallest of which is making me hear people on the radio call uh, Zelensky daddy. Who, uh, like, I don't have the total, like, background on Zelensky, but Z- very, Zelensky, Vol- is, Zelensky, apologies, very complicated figure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's part of, it, it is weird. Um, Zelensky is a former comedian, former actor who was elected to be the head of Ukraine, government he's the president mm-hmm. um and ukraine has been accused of a lot of things recently that kind of don't have a lot of merit um 
Ukraine's government is fairly corrupt. That's kind of what you get out of former Soviet states. Um, I, yeah, it doesn't Western really, Europe, it doesn't really seem to be tied to Zelensky as much as just the country as a whole. Um, but like one of Russia's main bullshit reasons that they gave of invading Ukraine was, oh, Ukraine is a Nazi state. Um, Zelensky is a Jew. Mm-hmm. He is a Russian-speaking Jew. Ukraine is like the third largest Jewish Jewish country in the world after yep. America and Israel. Um and the like Nazi party, they're not they're not the Nazi party, but they're like the super right-wing party in Ukraine has like no power. Mm-hmm. They they have no seats. They it's, got like 2% of the election. It's it, one of those quirks of yeah, that kind of political system where yeah, we have a bunch of political parties we're going to get some weird ones in there that like don't really kind of only exist in name only. Yeah. They don't have any influence. So the Mm -hmm. Russia going in to denazify Ukraine is just completely made up. Um, Yeah. Complicated figure Zelensky. Uh, But the, the bottom line here is that Russia has been encroaching on taking over Ukraine for a long time. They, annexed crimea in 2014 while that revolution that i was talking about was happening yeah they just took that opportunity to put a bunch of soldiers there and say this is ours now which Um, yeah i remember that happening when we were in high school and it's like this is weird but also maybe generally a lot of people in this location do view themselves as russian so it was a little more like kind of that doesn't matter that doesn't matter because they took over part of a sovereign state like, which is something that we in the 21st century have kind of, there's a social implication between nations that we're not going to do that anymore. It's like not that a, was, it's, it's a, it's the law. Like right. there are strict laws that govern how governments in the world can operate because of the UN charter. And this mm-hmm. is the biggest rule. It's that a country right. has sovereignty over its own people. You cannot invade another country. Mm-hmm. Like in any circumstances, unless there is a genocide happening, which right. Russia also said there's a genocide. There is no genocide in Ukraine. Um, yeah. That being said, this is kind of the thing that we saw coming for a long time. Now you've got Russia sending in tens of thousands of troops, tons of armor. They're hitting city centers and the Ukrainian people as a whole have kind of like risen up to try to fight back, which is... I- Yes. slowing the russians down but they do not have a chance long term no. of repelling the russians they just it, they're outnumbered they're outgunned they're doing a fucking awesome job no of, yeah i most staggeringly about this entire situation is that man the ukraine is doing a better job defending itself against the russian military than anyone thought it yeah. would right but again it has only been a week Mm-hmm. And they are losing ground. <laughs> like, they they are losing ground. The Russians right. kind of thought they'd be able to take Ukraine over overnight, which is yeah. what most people, including myself, thought would happen. Mm-hmm. But holy shit. Have you seen videos of what's happening in Ukraine, which I don't recommend because it's super fucked up? I've seen, yes. I've seen things I don't want to see. Um, no, it, yeah. But it is just a group of regular people like, yeah, we... We made 500 Molotov cocktails last night, and mm-hmm. whenever a Russian convoy goes by, we burn them to death. I, yeah, and I mean, it is a lot of, 
I don't know, and this maybe this is getting a little armchairy, which I apologize, I don't mean it to come off like this, but it is like a lot of old school land warfare tactics being implemented by the Ukraine to stop the Russian assault, which I don't know, you very much got the perspective from Russian leaders that like, we're one of the biggest armies in the world, we can roll in anywhere and take it, and it's like, man, we blew up a bridge and now you can't get your tanks over here, really, and you didn't it didn't seem like Russia had a response to what is one of the oldest military strategies in the book. So, yeah. and like Zelensky, you know, is to his credit, he hasn't abandoned uh, Kiev, the the capital. He stayed right. there. He said he won't evacuate. Um, all the intelligence points to when the Russians get to the capital, they will execute him. And he oh, knows no, that. That's, yeah, yeah, he's not going to be like forced to sign any documents he'll be murdered and mm-hmm. he knows that and he's just like i yeah well i kind of have to stay and inspire people and and it's pretty cool yeah. but i i don't like how people are like uh Zelensky, i want to fuck him he's like come on anyway no. um but he did yeah he said hey if you have any guns use them if mm-hmm. uh if you can make molotov cocktails do that um we're going to hand out as many weapons as we can to just people that say they're willing to fight. Mm-hmm. And the Russians didn't bring enough gas. Yeah. Because they're like, yeah, we'll take this in one night. And then they're like, if you can slow them down for a couple of days, they will run out of gas and have to abandon their military vehicles, which has mm-hmm. been happening. Until the Russians are like, all right, time to resupply and are sending right. in thousands of vehicles now, yeah. currently. So this won't yeah. last very long. Um. And then I think the global response to this so far has been pretty heavy sanctions uh, by the EU, by the U.S., by members of NATO against Russia. And I might be misquoting this, but I believe the Russian currency, uh, I don't know if it's still the case, but it was briefly valueless globally. Yeah, Yeah. it was it was pretty fucked up like the the russian currency was worth like less than half of what it was 24 Mm -hmm. hours earlier at one point i think it's continued to go down the russian economy is crashing because they can't trade with anyone or travel anywhere now except for like with china yeah but i think there are uh, the only major exception to this i think is that we're western nation uh, other western nations are still taking uh oil buying oil from some russian companies which yeah. some, nope, don't all. have time and it sounds like that is something that will stop soon mm-hmm. but it was like they couldn't do all of the sanctions at once because then they had to have things to hold back in case they didn't stop to then let right. later like Wait. Optimistic yeah. reading, but fair. Yeah. yeah, it's probably just greed. But um, something I didn't get around to explaining, you know, when I started going over this was the the reason that Putin is invading, you know, Ukraine. You know, we said because he wants to. Mm-hmm. It's kind of twofold. Uh, the first one is something that if you've studied up on Putin, you'll know Putin was a spy master. He's not a communist, but, like, he, he really believed in the Soviet Union being, like, a world power. Yeah. And his big brain worm thing that he's got <laughs> going on for the last 20 years is Russia needs to be a world power again. We need to get the Soviet Union back together. That's what he wants his legacy to be. 
and he'll do it by force. And it's something that, like, everyone kind of knew this is something he would try to do if he wasn't held in check, that he would try to take other countries by force to declare Russia a world power again. Um, and the other part of it is that he he wants to stop the expansion of NATO mm-hmm. because NATO, it was started basically as a retaliation against the Soviet communist bloc. Yeah. Um, where, you know, Soviet Union had so many countries backing it up that, you know, the, the Western world wanted guarantees. So NATO is a, a group of many countries that says basically if if one of these countries is attacked every single other nato country is obligated to fight back alongside them and ukraine wants to join nato yes Uh, and russia said basically if you join nato we'll kill you all um and so then the western world was like uh should we let nato in or should we let ukraine into nato do we want to risk that with russia and russia doesn't want to feel like it's being surrounded by NATO countries. Mm-hmm. So then its response was, okay, we're going to invade Ukraine before it becomes NATO so that it doesn't right. get the opportunity to join NATO. That's the strategic reason behind it, but it is like none of none of Putin's advisors wanted him to do this. This was his decision. Ye- yes, and I have seen people who maybe arguing in bad faith or maybe just being of a background of mindset where they think, no, nah, Russia's cool because it's essentially a fascist ethnostate and that's where I as a white guy want to live, saying that, no, Putin's justified in doing this because if Ukraine did join NATO, well, they'd be at such a disadvantage on a global scale and potentially vulnerable to military attacks, being surrounded by NATO nations, and it's like, yeah, but that's not going to happen. Yeah. That if the Ukraine did join NATO, no one on a global decision-making level was like, okay, now we can take over Russia. Like that's Yeah, exactly. That that's not something that was going to happen. Putin is basically doing this so so that other countries are dissuaded from joining NATO and he doesn't want them to join NATO because then he wouldn't be able to take them over. Which is uh yeah, and that's weird as we're talking it out, that is a weird circular logic yeah, ex- of exactly. thinking, okay, if people try to join NATO, we are going to invade them before they can join NATO. And they and want to join NATO other... so that they don't get invaded. <laughs> right. It's it's basically just like, we're going to invade you no matter what. Yeah. Don't join NATO or else we'll invade invade you. And if you don't join NATO, we will invade you. And it's like, what, what mm-hmm. other option do these people have? So, of course, they want to join NATO. Because they're like, fuck, Russia's going to take us over. Right. Like, this this move right here is going to inspire other countries to join NATO. Um, I think that's a pretty fair summary of, like, the situation of itself uh, at this point. The social response and response from uninvolved parties to this event has been wild on a mm-hmm. lot of levels. Like... I'm seeing there is some cool shit. There is some tech companies acting seemingly responsibly. Uh, like, um, for instance, Apple Pay is just not functioning in Russia right now in response to this. And that's causing a whole bunch of infrastructure issues for Russia because that had been integrated into, well, even like their subway systems. Um, 
and that, you know that is scary on some level that tech companies can side with political powers but whatever then there's some cringy shit that's also happening to this like mm-hmm. there are the simpsons image going around of the simpsons stand with the ukraine and it's like cool nobody was Asked. asking what the simpsons like stance on this event was um the fucking OnlyFans logo is now in the color palette of the Ukrainian flag, which is... It's it's just ubiquitous. It's like right. literally everyone is siding with Ukraine on this. And so then you'll see... When you see everything joining like in support behind something, you'll get mm-hmm. weird shit like that. Yeah. Um, which I understand. That's... But then we are seeing some scary shit that's happening where all that previous example, uh, OnlyFans just suspended every Russian creator's account mm-hmm. on that platform. Yeah, and that's just like, like they're Russian people. Like. Right. It's not you're not I, I get it, but also you're not actually hurting the people who have the power to make these decisions with these actions. You're just hurting, in a lot of cases, the people who don't support these actions because, yeah, this is not a popular move, by and large, to the Russian public. Um, And now we're getting people, U.S. politicians, um, I'd say in a range of political positions— calling for things like, yeah, we should revoke the visas of all Russian people in the U.S. And that's like, well, no, you're going to be sending a lot of LGBTQ youth to die in Russia with a move like that. And that's, that, that's not going to happen. I mean, like, right. I I mean, like, not the not that they wouldn't die if they went back to Russia. I mean, I don't think we're going to yeah. revoke anyone's visas. Um, obviously, there's, you know, some. uh prejudice out there now it's like oh because now they're the enemy if you mm-hmm. sell pierogies i'm gonna throw a brick through your store window like that kind of thing <laughs> um we're gonna take all the stoli off our shelves even though stoli isn't a russian company <laughs> um, right uh but i think for the most part the like global outpouring of support is good um it's just like we can't get directly involved because it will start World War Three and pop- possibly a nuclear war. Mm-hmm. Um, so like all the countries are just sending in guns and ammo and missiles to Ukraine, yeah. but they can't send any fighting force. So like at a certain point, it's like, yeah, I know like this, the resupplies are good, but what do we do? No, what totally. Do we do about and, this? I mean, yeah, I have seen some calls online, people saying, why isn't Biden doing more about this? He can't. And I, right. And like, in some ways, dude, the European Union has been on top of this. And in some ways, that's how that should play out. That mm-hmm. is the order of operations here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I've been very critical about a lot of things that Biden has done in mm-hmm. the last year or so. Uh, I will say, though, that the administration fucking spot on with right. everything that was going to happen it was crazy to see all the intelligence actually be right for one mm-hmm. time and for weeks leading up to the invasion we were like this is what's going to happen biden's like russia is going to invade ukraine like this is going to happen like this is what all our intelligence says everyone get prepared and ever nobody fucking listened <laughs> the ukraines didn't even listen until yeah. like like a day or two before 
And I saw so many, uh, I am, I am a leftist. I am a leftist socialist who is on Twitter a lot, but I saw so many Twitter leftists like, Oh, fucking Biden says that, you know, we're going to invade. Sure. Whatever. And then everyone a couple days later go, Oh my God, I was so wrong. What the fuck? I mean, oh guys, this is obvious. Why is no one listening? And it's okay. Yes. The U S government has done a lot of just reprehensible shit because of cold war politics because of that, we've also gotten pretty good over the course of the last 40 years analyzing Russia and the decisions that their leaders make. So, yeah. no, we're, like, not quite batting a thousand when it comes to calling Russia shots, but we're we're up there on that. And, mm-hmm. fuck, speaking of the leftist angle, that did remind me, uh, anyone out there making the point of, you hate to admit it, but the Russian government has done more to advance socialism than the U.S. ever will. Fuck off. I will fight you. I will fight yeah. you for saying that because you are wrong and that is harmful. Yeah, the the Russia is not communist anymore. People don't seem to get that shit. Mm-hmm. They're not even socialist. Putin hates communists. Putin hunts down and kills communists for fun. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's his whole thing. He does not like communism. He thinks communism is the reason why the Soviet Union fell apart and that's why he hates it so much. Uh and fascism is not good. I, I hate to tell you guys, it's not. <laughs> yeah. Fucking. Uh. And then, yeah, so that's that's a snapshot of all of the stuff going on that has given uh, me and a lot of other people a ton of anxiety over the past week because fucking even if this doesn't escalate to world war three even if things don't get much worse than they already have it's already well no yeah those videos those images are out there we're seeing a tremendous loss of human life and senseless destruction of communities of cool shit because I don't even have a because, because as we mentioned at the top of this, the motivations for all of this happening are nebulous at best. Yeah, it's bad. It's real bad. Yeah. Thanks for coming out, guys. People are are starting their weekends in two days. Any positive note we can end on? Look, uh, we as humans are hopeful by nature, and I think... If we all band together and unite behind one common cause, we'll still end up fighting World War Three, and most of us will die. <sighs> yeah. I don't know if the ghost of Kiev is, like, real or not, or it's what's not. going on there. But it, that's some cool shit. That's, yeah, no, that's a war story thing. It's, and, like, I, it's definitely, like, meant to inspire people. and yeah. And there have been... Ukrainian jets that have been shooting down Russian aircraft like that's oh yeah definitely a fact you've seen it on video um but the idea that it was one guy that shot down 10 in one day is just no they made that up yeah yeah that's wartime rhetoric that's yeah that's what you do the um enemy at the gates the 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 movie about the Stalingrad invasion in World War II is about that. Like, they found a Russian sniper 
And they're like, we need someone to inspire the people to like keep fighting against the Germans. And then they made propaganda about him and like grossly inflated the number of people he killed. Mm-hmm. <sighs> all right. Well, we're coming up on half an hour now. Thank you all so much for tuning in. <sighs> Have a good one, you know? Live your life. Do do what makes you happy because that's pretty much all you can do when confronted with global events that you have no control over. Yeah. You can also like this podcast, subscribe for more. Check us out on Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok for highlight clips at the link in the description. Support us on Patreon or through the Anchor Podcast platform. Send us your email, uh, send us emails with questions or business opportunities, viewing at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter for updates at V2 underscore podcast and follow me at Lucas Writer on Twitter to keep up with all of my writing. Halfway through the week, I hope you have something fun lined up next weekend. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>